A great event has a great MC. And a good MC knows how to get the crowd pumped up and excited. That's the kind of event that people go home, they talk, they tweet about it. I'm Owen Video. That's how we do it. And I want to be your next event MC. As the event host, you don't need to introduce every single speaker, open up and close the show. You should not be running the mic around during Q&A. That's not your job. And you certainly shouldn't be put in the middle of a tech problem. Uh-oh. Dead silence is not good. You need a powerful MC that can grab the microphone and say, what was your favorite part of the event so far? And can get into the crowd and, and talk to people and build relationship with your guests. I love that. I've hosted panels and spoken at Social Media Marketing World. I was the MC at VidSummit, trusted to announce and care for some of the biggest names in the business. I've emceed Video Marketing World and Social Media Day. And as your next event MC, my primary goal is to make sure that your audience walks away going, wow, we gotta come back next year. Hello and welcome to Friday Lives. My name is Anya. I am your host here at Austin, Texas with Restream Team. Welcome everybody and we are super excited about our show today. We have a very interesting conversation and I invite everybody to participate in that today. Just real quick here, we are streaming this show with Restream Studio. This is my personal favorite way to go live on multiple social platforms at the same time. Very easy. If I can do it, you guys can do it too. If you're interested to learn more, please check us out at restream.io slash studio. So let's get to our guest today. So our conversation today, as you probably have guessed by the little preview video that we played earlier, is going to be around video marketing. And specifically, we are going to try to unpack why live video content is a powerful marketing tool that you should definitely pay attention Two. My guest today is Owen Video. He teaches YouTube channel strategy for brands and industry thought leaders. He is also content creator and YouTube expert. Hello, Owen, and welcome to the show. Yeah, vegan cheese. No, vegan <laughs> cheese. I won't eat it if... Oh, hey, Anya! What? <laughs> Okay, right on. Good. Hey, good to see you today. Good to be out there uh, with you in internet land and to see so many bright and shiny faces today. I don't really see faces. I see names on a chat, but it's like the same thing. And so I'm happy to have you guys all here today. Pleasure to be with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to the show. For everyone who is watching today, we definitely want to for you to participate in this conversation and take this opportunity and ask Owen anything you want to know about live video marketing, about your live video, and just in general video marketing strategy, as well as how to supercharge your YouTube channel for your business, for your personal brand, anything you might be using for. And this is where our conversation is going to be yeah. uh, today. And also, please let us know where you're watching us from. I'm seeing already Tracy saying uh, hello from San Diego. That's great to see you, Tracy. Hi and welcome. Yeah, let us know where you guys are from and we will definitely call you out and submit your questions because we would love to hear what you would like to know. So 
to just warm up, let's start with with your story as a creator. When did how, how did your journey as a video producer, as a video creator start? Yeah, I think I've always been a video creator. When I was nine years old, we grew up in Los Angeles, California. Okay, so like Hollywood was in my blood. It's always been a part of the experience of living in LA and and, uh, but we weren't, we were a poor family when we didn't have a ton of money. Now, my dad was always like, Hey, you can be whatever you want to be. My mom was like, no, we're poor. Live off the government and don't do anything. Don't do anything. Like we, it's good. And I always, I just always really hated that. I was always an aspirational person. But what happened was Christmas uh, day, my dad came up, we had two big presents under the tree that year. That's it too. It was a family of seven. And, uh, and those presents were uh, a Nintendo and that to us. Poor kids in LA, that was an incredible thing. But there was another gift under the tree and it was a video machine. It was like a camcorder. And it was one of these big camcorders. You put the whole VHS cassette tape in it. You know what I mean? Big shoulder mount thing. You can imagine like the, the late eighties dads at the at sort of like the, the kids baseball game. And it's like recording the whole baseball game. We recorded things that we never watched like the church talent show. My dad would be there in the back holding the whole thing. He'd have a bruise on his shoulder, like at the end of the night. But he's, we got it. We got it all on tape. You know what I mean? We would never, ever watch it again. What I did is that I played Nintendo for about 15 minutes, but I played with that video camera for 15 years. And I was creating videos ever since a young kid on stop motion Legos, stop motion sort of Barbie animation with my little sister's Barbie dolls. And, and then as I got older, I got into sketch comedy. And in fact, in high school, I, was, I started a sketch comedy group. We called ourselves the Pentaverit. And that was a, a, a line from this movie called So I Married an Axe Murderer with Michael Myers. And the, the grandpa goes like, the world is run by five people in a cabal called the Pentaverit. But it's like the Colonel Sanders. And it's like the Kennedys and Colonel Sanders. And it's all this random stuff. I, we started a comedy troupe and we actually would record our skits. And we, we didn't have anywhere to put them at the time. So we just played them at the school talent shows and at the school assemblies. And so I've known for, for sketch comedy. What happened was I didn't have a lot of mentoring growing up. Like my dad wasn't around. My, my mom is a prescription drug addict and spent most of my life on the couch uh, passed out or in her bedroom passed out. I, I never even saw my mom through those formative years. So I, what happened was graduated high school and I didn't, I thought I was going to get discovered. I, I thought like you get out of high school and then someone discovers. I graduated 1998. Kobe graduated that same year and Kobe was recruited to the Lakers right out of high school. I thought that was going to happen to me. But I, what I didn't know is you need to have, you need to like let people know. You have to apply to acting school and you have to apply to film school. So I, I didn't know what to do. And I watched all of my friends. I grew up in Irvine, California. This time we'd moved to Irvine, California, where it's it very like uppity. I was always like the, uh, the black sheep. I was sort of like this ghetto kid in this sort of middle-class world. And I watched all of them. One of the girls that I went to school with actually was in a few classes with her, went on to become the student body president of Yale a few years later. Yeah. So that's class I went to school with. And then I remember graduating school and having nowhere to go. And so I, I went back to the streets and I got heavily into drugs and alcohol and I stayed there for four years. I thought my life was over. It wasn't until really I woke up one day and by the grace of God, like, I just, I don't want to do drugs anymore. And so I got up and I started getting myself a job and I got into sales. And as I got into sales, like my comedy started coming back. And I realized that I was really good at selling. So I went from like telemarketing into restaurant sales. And I wanted to be in restaurant sales so that I could do bits at the table and I could test bits out. 
And that's when I cleaned my life up and I started like working on some new things and eventually landed a job in a, at a radio station. And I landed my job at the radio station the same year that YouTube came out. So I was working at the radio station and I was doing campaigns and I was building these wonderfully funny, complex campaigns. But let me tell you, my, it's such a great story. My bosses hated me. They hated me. Like I had this email signature, like an email signature that you have at the bottom of your email. So I made this animated GIF email signature. This is back in like 2008. Nobody even knew what a GIF was. And I was making animated GIF email signatures and it was like this. It was very, very minimalistic. <gasps> yeah. I know, right? So it was, but it was so like, wow, this guy's talented and it, it helped my sales. Well, like the big bit, my boss's boss wrote me a personal email and was like, get rid of that email signature. And I gave him the finger and I was like, screw you, pal. Like when you, when you start sending me leads, so I don't have to scrounge for every dollar, then I'll change my email signature. So that was strike one. And then I made a campaign. I made a campaign for a bariatric company and it was, it was a, an amazing campaign. It was so good. My boss told me, Hey, we're, it was, it was a lot of money. Something like hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. And I sold it. Like I was living on that commission. And my boss, my direct boss told me, Hey, we're taking that campaign away from you. We don't think that you can manage a campaign of that magnitude. Now I had already been managing it for six months and it was fine. So I said, I like, I was in my desk and I sort of pushed myself out of my roller chair. I was kind of like, I, rolled out middle of the hallway and I'll touch my campaign or I'll sue your ass. And uh, they fired me. So they fired <laughs> let's get past, uh, j just to get back to our uh, conversation. It's a very fascinating story. It's very inspiring. I'm sure. Let me land the plane. Let me land the plane. So, <laughs> so I, I left the office and I said, screw this. I'm going to get involved in YouTube. I'm going to go back to my passion, which is YouTube. And that's exactly what I did. Two years later, I was speaking at social media marketing world and the same people that fired me were sitting in the audience at my presentation. And that for me was the biggest validation of all the work and the energy that I had put into to my, my craft, my art. And so that's the long-winded version of how I got started. No, that's amazing. That's a very inspiring story. Thank you so much for sharing like all those personal details. It's very brave. It's very brave to do that because everyone wants to be so polished and so perfect when it comes to social media. And I definitely, I think that's part of your success, your magic, right? You're bold, you're honest. You just go there and expose yourself, which is amazing. I was arrested once for exposing myself, but that's, yeah, that's a whole <laughs> different that was part of the early yeah we, we met yeah exposing emotionally more, more than anything else just acknowledge a couple of people here from the chat i see kids hub media says they're from new jersey hello and they actually have a question for you owen kind of in conjunction with what you were talking about events and stuff that you know that happened with your with your experience and what you're doing right now yeah. so uh they say we teach youth to be uh junior broadcasters which is awesome guys thank you that's a great that's a great mission you guys have what are some of the best practices of virtual events if yeah. you can give just like a very quick summary of, of what would you recommend? Sure. I, I want to give some unsolicited advice too. Like with kids, like I have four kids and I teach my kids how to be media literate. It's not enough to teach kids to be performers, but you've got to teach them how to analyze media and be above the media. Otherwise they will be susceptible to it. Like we're watching com commercials at home. <clears throat> we're watching commercials at home. And then my daughter, my six-year-old daughter will be like, are they trying to make me feel sad right now because of this music? And I'm like, yes. 
That's exactly what they're trying to do. And then my son, my son is so brilliant. He goes, dad, isn't that a little racist what they just said? And I go, yeah, that was racist what they just said right there. You know, and I'm talking about these commercials that you have to teach your kids to be media literate so that they understand that everything is coming at them is constructed. And therefore, everything they do is going to be constructed, right? Like one of the best practices for virtual events is to rehearse. And I'll tell you, this is one of the hardest, one of the biggest challenges that I get with adults in the virtual space. Like I know some pretty talented comedians and improv comedians, but getting them to rehearse before we go live is like pulling teeth and I won't have them on the show. Look, this is not your show to wing it and say whatever you want to say, because when that happens, like it's easy for profanity to slip out, which again, I'm not like anti-profanity, but it's not part of my brand. So you, you can get dinged by YouTube for profanity and they'll limit your audience. So we don't want profanity. We just don't want it. The other thing is dead air. Like you do not want dead air ever, unless it's like a dramatic pause. Yeah, you like that. For best practices for virtual events, rehearse. Like really ingrain it in them to rehearse. And especially your star players, put your star players in front of the mirror and have them rehearse their lines to themselves and practice the facial expressions and emoting with their face. The next thing that I'll say with, with virtual events is that you've got to have a segment-based approach, okay? And I believe your whole live event, virtual event from beginning to end is like a chain link, like a chain, right? Like Jacob Marley used to carry around. You have the chain and the end of the chain and the links represent the segments. So you've got to have like an opening segment and then a, a bumper segment and then maybe an introduction segment and then a guest segment and then a welcoming people in the chat segment and your segments move your people along from moment to moment while keeping them in the show. So what happens is we have these loose segments. Oh, our show's an hour and we're going to do this and this. That, that's not good enough. That's 20 minutes a segment. If you if you have a segment like your main meet is 40 minutes, you're going to lose people. Like you unless it's a captive audience where like they have to be there to get credit. And that is what happens, right? Cuz a lot of people you have to go to your company Zoom meeting. My my <laughs> like make your like make create a virtual event that your employees, yes, they have to go to it, but why not make it enjoyable for them so that they are excited for where they work. So, uh rehearse yeah. and, and create in segments. I think that's a that's big advice. Yeah, absolutely. And most of us, when we think about video marketing um, and building our, our presence and leadership on YouTube, do not have captive audience. So we do have to, uh, to struggle and fight for those views, for that attention and for that engagement. So yeah, that's all great stuff. Scott Aries here says that t-shirt, Owen, LOL. <laughs> I guess it's Scott is here from Facebook and he's, um, yeah, he's that. impressed. I, I, I don't know who that is. Scott is actually <laughs> my former co-host. Scott and I ran what was probably the most successful Facebook live show in the social media business realm for a year and a half. We did a phenomenal job and uh, Scott's a good friend. So it's good to see him out there uh, watching me. Watch the master, Scott, and uh, you might learn a thing or two. You are so humble. Oh my God, this is also something too, <laughs> too worth noting. Val Denise is saying from Twitter here, do you have any information on how to use Restream to market our events? Also, can we go live with podcasts? Let's talk a little bit like in more broad, not necessarily specifically in the aspect of Restream, but in general, how do you market your live event, especially today when everything is live and there's so much noise on social media and it's so hard to stand out in the saturated, everything going virtual environment? I would highly recommend to deprioritize Facebook Live. 
first and foremost, like deprioritize Facebook Live. Everybody and they mama can go live on Facebook Live. And so what you have is this gar giant garbage pile. And you have to be like the golden nugget in that garbage pile. And that's really hard to do. Now, I know you're watching this right now and you're going like, no, but I am a golden nugget. I get that. But you have to be above the noise and that's really hard to do. So I would prioritize YouTube and LinkedIn. Okay, first and foremost. I'm not saying um, uh, Twitter's bad. I'm not saying the like Twitch is bad. Twitch is actually great. But I'm guessing our audience is not a big Twitch audience. Prioritize YouTube. Okay, prioritize YouTube and LinkedIn because that's where the big opportunity is right now. So that's first and foremost. Now, Restream has some pretty incredible tools to help you repurpose your live stream. In fact, we just made a video on this for our YouTube channel that'll be coming out really soon. So in Restream, you can add custom lower thirds. I think you guys call them overlays, right? Or, or yep. what do you call them? I just call overlays. Yeah, it's overlay. It's anything that goes on top of your video and it can occupy any space in your in your screen, right? Like right now, uh, and this is always difficult right here. You I see know. my Friday, <laughs> my Friday lives little thing. That's one of that's part of my overlay. When we show uh, our names, that's also part of overlay. And of course, chat highlights are different, but that's also like the so, same so approach. Create an overlay that says, wow, what a great point. Or even like before the show starts, leave a comment on YouTube that says, hey, listen up. This is a really strong point, okay? So now follow me. So now you've got that pre-made and it's already in your Restream account. Now, when you're going live and something good is happening, you're like, oh my gosh, this is such good content. That's when you put that overlay up. And so it pops up on the screen like, wow, what? So now when the stream is over, what you do is you go back stream and look for every time you put that lower third up. And every time you put that lower third up, that's a piece that you repurpose onto the other platforms, right? You just take that 90-second clip or that two-minute clip, and you add it to Instagram. You add it to LinkedIn, and you add it to even your Facebook page and maybe boost it or, or email it out to your, to your email list. And the reason that you do this is because you, most people don't even know that you're live streaming or they think you went live once. They don't understand that you have a show or that you have events, Val, right? So what you do is you take these highlights, these repurposed clips, and that becomes your marketing. Never ever share the hour-long live show. Never ever share the event. You only take bits of the event, teasers, and share them online for two reasons. Number one, hopefully that people are interested and they ask you. We always put DM me for the link so that they, people can just DM us and my social media manager will do that but also just so that they know you're streaming. Most people are not gonna go to your YouTube channel or to your LinkedIn page, but they know you're streaming. So when they see week after week, oh wow, Val's doing this, Val's doing this, Val's doing this. Now they're in a place where they're like, by the, the third or fourth preview, they're gonna be like, okay, Val, how do I pay attention to these events? Cause I, I don't wanna miss the next one. So if you're only doing events once a month, it's like, you ever mowed the lawn? And with a gas mower and you have to hold a lawnmower cord, you know, what I have an electric one, but I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Austin, Austin Texas. I love it. So I had an electric I ran over the cord. So that's what I'm like, you know, maybe <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. you got to manage the cord. That's yeah. yeah that's, that's the thing. 
Well, your live stream is like a, a lawnmower cord, right? If you own like only doing one live stream a month is like pulling the cord once, going inside, getting a drink, and then coming outside and pulling the cord again. Live streaming is about pull. So if you're doing an event, like do like two mini lives leading up to the event so that Pete, you're pulling the cord and, and you're getting people excited. We just did, we, we had a big event happening in, in our group. And so we went live 20 minutes before the event and we were able to, we actually were selling tickets. And so we sold three tickets right before the other event, additional tickets. Pretty show. Sure. Yeah, that's a great practice, definitely. And another thing that we sometimes recommend people who are uh, having ticketed events is use something like Restream to promote it on social media. Start your first 15 minutes of event, even if it's paid, for free on all your social. Give people yeah. that teaser, show people what exactly they can expect, showcase your, your speakers, your panelists. And then in 15 minutes, you can always say, hey, if you want more, this is the link and this is how you can register, this is how you can sign up or purchase tickets. So for, for something like that, Restream makes it very easy to just you know get started on social and then transition um, into something else. So you can also be like, if you make a trailer, I really suggest that you guys make trailers. Not for every event, but for the fact that you do events, right? Like it's another yeah. Val Denise event. And you guys saw the one minute promo that I made. That cost me like 250 bucks from like a real live editor, not a Fiverr guy. But get yourself like a 45 second, one minute trailer made. Use Restream, upload the video and have that go out to all the platforms three or four times that week, right? Inundate. Oh, I don't want to bug my audience. Stop whining then. Like, bug them bug your audience because it some of your people are going to get bugged but they're never going to show up anyway the people that want it they want to be bugged by it they're like oh, i'm so glad you you did that a third time because i was just so busy but that third time i was ready to go live when it got me yeah yeah, absolutely. No, that's brilliant. Absolutely. Sending reminders. It is very easy to fall into this trap of, oh, I'm being too annoying. I'm being too pushy. But just think about yourself, like how busy you are during the day. How many reminders do you need in order to remember something trivial and maybe not the top of your priority list? So to become that top of priority, you definitely have to be present. Yeah, that's all great stuff. Just coming back to chat a little bit here. Donald is saying Restream is working great. I've been having great experiences with your new features. Donald, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. Um, is Sean Port is Donald from Blab. Were you on Blab? Look, Blab was awesome. I, I don't know if that's what you mean by Blab, but there was an old live streaming uh, platform called Blab that was like a lot of us got our start there. And that that's just, it's old school. I love it. Air five to you, my friend, if that was in fact what you meant, because Blab was awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Sean here from LinkedIn is saying great stuff. I started teaching best practices to uh, people and rehearsal is huge, especially for newbies. Agreed for anybody, right? Like you're always a newbie when it's your first show no sh and no show is ever the same. Alexandra here is saying my son is always noticing music too and asks why it's sad. This is coming back to how you, your kids are reacting to uh, the awareness that they have about what the commercials are trying to make them feel or think when they're trying to engage them. That's awesome. It's okay. Like I, I tell my kids that it's not, I do believe in media manipulation, but here's the thing. Like if they didn't manipulate us, we would never get off our butts and go buy the thing. So manipulation or influence, I think is a better word. I, I don't want my kids to be anti-media. I want them to be above the media. So the whole idea is yes, they are trying to influence your emotions. I think if we take this approach, like they're trying to manipulate you, it becomes a fear thing. And you don't want your kids fearing the powers that be. You want them having no power over them. But so just as they are trying to influence us, we can influence ourselves as well and say, hey, 
that looks like a great pharmaceutical product, but I'm just going to eat healthy for a little bit. You know what I mean? It puts you outside the media. Now, if you need yeah, yeah. you go get your prescription, that's not what I was talking about. <laughs> that is awesome. Tracy here is saying happens to me all the time. I forget to watch stuff. Yeah. So definitely don't be shy to remind people about things. So one thing I wanted to talk to you about today as well, Owen, is about your video marketing school. So tell us a little bit about what that is, what type of students are coming to you yeah. uh, and what kind of problems they're coming to you to solve with your training. Thank you. I'm really proud of that. Yeah. So I've been a YouTube coach for the last six years. And what we do is we help business and industry thought leaders build YouTube channels. So I, I typically don't work with a family vlogger who has a part-time job at a mechanic shop, right? That's not who we help. We help the author, the speaker, the coach, the CEO, the social media manager who wants to be the name, be the big guy in their industry, the big girl in their industry. That's what we do. And a while back, I was doing like this big, fancy very expensive private coaching program. Now, we still have that program, but I wanted to be able to coach more people. And I saw all these people that were like, oh, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? And I'm like, 10 grand. Yeah, it's 10 grand. Well, that's not within everybody's budget. So we started the video marketing school. And the videomarketingschool.com is where you can go right now and enroll for $39 a month and get access to all of my training programs that cover how to grow on YouTube, how to use video to market your business. The video sales machine is our best, most watched module. And this is about creating videos that lead to landing pages where people can opt in. And then putting video in your email series, we show you exactly what emails you should be writing. We give you the templates for those emails. And we have other courses as well on live streaming, on Instagram stories, and how to use video comprehensively, right? YouTube is my passion, but I'm also a comedian on TikTok. I have a, a channel on TikTok called Owen Video, and we do family comedy. We just uploaded a new video today that I think is really funny. What, what we do is we teach video comprehensively. It's not like only YouTube or only Facebook. It's all of it. And the goal was to be able to coach and train as many people as possible at a price that's fair and affordable. You know what I mean? So if, if you yeah. fall into that program, then go into, go to the video marketing school.com right now and, and enroll and, or at least check out the pricing and see if it's right for you. We have courses on webinars. We have a new course on restream coming out. Like our goal is like what we want, like a blue, we want you to have a blueprint. What do I do today? That's the video marketing school, step-by-step, line-upon-line. Line. So I'm really excited about it because everybody else seems to have like how to grow on YouTube or how to do Facebook video ads or how to do these other things. Our program is about all of it. It's video from a business perspective. And at the end of the day, you become the industry thought leader in your, in your space. Yeah, absolutely. And you can also find Owen Video on YouTube. That's a great YouTube channel with a lot of tutorials, with a lot of uh, great content, videos for all kinds of things, tools, very focused on video marketing. And of course, the, the videomarketingschool.com is where you would go to check out more about this. Uh, so let me ask you this regarding live video marketing. Uh, yeah. Do you feel like businesses, especially B2B companies, SaaS companies, not as much individual professionals who are working on their personal brand, but more of a company or startups even, do you feel like they underestimate the power of live video? Do you think that does it feel to you that something is holding them back? I do. And, and let me illustrate that with a, a story. So we were hired by a Fortune 200 brand. And what that, it's not a real term, but what that means is that they were 198 in the Fortune 500. So they're in the upper echelon. They're like a $7 billion company. 
and they hired us to do a live stream show for them. Now, what they do is they provide power to like 13 states, right? Like, so it's massive energy company. And they came to me, they found me at a conference and they go, yeah, but how do we use live video to grow our brand? And the thing is like, we're not trying to get people to sign up for electricity. Like we just want like brand recognition and name recognition. So we created a show. Okay. This is what, this is the key. We created a show called power your passion because I said to them, look, you don't sell energy. What you do is you sell lifestyles, right? It's with the energy that you put into my home that I plug in my blow dryer and I'm a hair blogger, right? It's with your power that I plug in my blender and I'm a food blogger, right? It's with your power that I plug in my computer and I'm a social media manager now. And so we built a show around power your passion and they paid us a hundred grand to make 12 episodes. And so we did, I converted my uh, two car garage into a full on studio. We drywalled it. We put a ceiling up, we got a set. We had, a, I got, I hired a co-host and then we interviewed, I would say like mid-level thought leaders for our show. And they would come on the show. They would talk about their passions. And then in every show we had like a commercial. Now a word from our sponsors and then boom, the, the, the commercial would play and all these different kinds of things. It was at the time revolutionary, revolutionary. But here's the thing. Uh, they would not let a single episode air until after the lawyers watched it. And we go, that's how live works. Like you, you can't watch it and it's live. I'm not sure if you guys heard that part. And they go, lawyers have to watch it. So, okay, you guys watch it and, and then we'll restream it. And we'll, and then we'll just answer in the comments. Not one lawyer, that company of seven lawyers ever watched a single episode. And so when you ask me, do brands underestimate the value? 100%. And it's up to us to communicate that value. Now, I probably could have, it was, it's tough to get a hold of the lawyers in a company that size, but most of us are not working with companies that size. And so, what needs to be done is you guys need to have case studies of how live streaming works. For example, I've done live streams for SaaS companies where one episode got us 41 installations of the app right? You need to have some of those numbers. And what we did for that, all we did was just say, Hey, go download the app today and give it a shot. I think you're really going to love it. 41 people downloaded it. So every time I go into a conversation with a bigger brand or with a, with, with a sponsor, I talk about 41 app installs from one episode, right? You got to know how to speak their language. And then I think in addition to that, in the contract, you have to get paid no matter what, right? Like we got paid no matter what, because it's like, hey, if you guys decide not to air this, that's on you, but you can't cancel our contract. Otherwise we get to take you to court. They don't want to do that. So here's the thing, social media managers and like local marketers never do contracts. I'm working with a videographer at mentoring him and the new COVID restrictions just hit Salt Lake City and he lost all of his jobs. And I go, where's your contracts? Oh, that's not how we do it out here. No, that's not how inexperienced business, that's how inexperienced business people lose money. But you want to be in a place where no matter if they cancel or what, you still get your money. So you got to think about those things when you're approaching your, your brand. And here's the thing, do a show. Like it's, oh, we'll go live every week. You know, be a feed, dude. Do, go live doing what? You got to have a show. Go look up Social Media Lab Live on YouTube. Now, it wasn't like huge on YouTube. It was really big on Facebook. 
So you can look it up on Facebook too, but here's the thing. We streamed in 4K and, and you can't see 4K on Facebook. So it's better quality replays on YouTube, but we have the biggest views like 3,000, 10,000, 5,000 on Facebook. I did this show with Scott Ayers and it was a, an amazing show. You gotta have a show and a show has a title. It's not live with Andrew. You know what I mean? Like you have to be like the make it or break it show or the get you some leads show or whatever. You got to have a fun, punchy name and you have to follow the conventions of traditional media. Like I, I watch a lot of 90s sitcoms. Like I, I just, I'm a TV nut. It's not like I'm in love with Family Matters or Full House, but I love watching conventions. I love saying, oh, they always had this happen or they always had that happen. You got to look at like other successful shows and like, what do they do? Is there always yeah. a microphone in play? Do they always wear headphones? Look at Anya's background set. Look at my background set. Like these weren't just slept together. Like we thought where, like you thought about this, right? You thought where six months. It took us six months to figure out like the background and it's still very much work in progress. So yeah, I would say to add on to what you were saying, um, sorry for interrupting you, is that you definitely need to experiment this. Your perfect show is not going to show up on your first episode. Definitely give it a little bit of time. Try this, try that iterate fast, change things. And that is going to be very, very helpful. Things We did, we did a, a series called like, uh, and I love what Tracy just said. Tracy's my San Diego sister. And so I love, I love what she just said here. We've got to have segments. So we, we had a segment called share a fire <clears throat> and it was like, you know, share this video. Now what we would do is we would say, Hey, and today's share a fire is Tracy Allen. Tracy Allen is a uh, social media manager in San Diego and she does this and this. You can contact Tracy today and get your social media bit. So we would like promo someone on every show. And then we would say, hey, if you want to be next week's sharifier, then share this video on your timeline now. And so we would pick someone every week that shared it and we would feature them on the show. That worked for a while and then it just lost its steam. And so we stopped doing it. So you talk about iterations. That's what you got to do. Now, to go back to Tracy's comment real right here, what do you do? So I love the concept, but the title doesn't tell me anything. So like we're about to launch a show. I, I don't want to ruin any surprises, but no, yeah, that's fine. It's a re reveal parties right now. <laughs> it is. We're launching a show on Restream called Stream Like You Mean It. And the whole point, what does that say to you? Stream, you mean it, right? Tell me in the comment section. I'll just wait a second for you guys to answer. What does that say to you? Stream like you mean it. And I'm right. going to also put that in the chat so people can see it stream like you mean it. Yeah. Let us know what you think about the, the name also. And yeah, definitely. What, what does it say? And in the meantime, Owen, if you don't mind, let me reintroduce you for those who are listening to us on podcast, because as we repurpose this, my guest today is Owen Video. He teaches YouTube channel strategy for brands and industry thought leaders. He's content creator and YouTube expert. But those who's just joining us right now, we are talking about live video marketing and why this should be a very powerful marketing tool and definitely part of your strategy, no matter what product or service you are offering. All right. I'm yeah. So, so I came down here today. We were talking, it was freezing in my studio. And now they've turned on the heat. And so now I am just like, yeah. So uh, coming, <laughs> you see, you're, so actually this very aligns very nicely with what I was going to ask you next. So you are obviously a very hyper, high energy and charismatic performer. So when you do your shows, you give it all and you have a ton to give. Yeah. Do you believe that it is exceptionally important and basically critical for somebody 
to be that charismatic, that hyper, that full of energy in order to, to be successful at live video marketing. Because I, I keep thinking about people who are great entrepreneurs, great marketers, they create a great product, but they're not necessarily that person who can just go live and own that space and yeah. be that shining star. What would you say uh, to those people? How should they approach, approach the video marketing? Yeah, if Lewis Howes is listening right now, I apologize because you're, you do fantastic content. Lewis Howes bores me to tears. Like it's just, Hey, I'm Lewis house. There's so to answer your question and he's massive. He is a massive player in the space. A, a person, by the way, I greatly respect. Okay. So just to put that out there. No, I actually feel like my personality, my charisma is a, is, is a beast to be tamed as opposed to a wild and free pony. You know what I mean? So I actually have to tone down who I am in order to be consumable to the audience. And this is what I want you guys to think about is, are you consumable to the audience? And so what, what you do is you, and I love what you guys are saying about stream. Like you mean it. Okay. So some of you are saying a purposeful stream bingo. And then Tracy said, you're serious about streaming bingo. This is what I'm talking about. Like you have to structure. Okay. Go to my YouTube channel and look at my videos about structure structure. Your your live stream show around your personality. So if you are a little bit lower key, then you need to structure a higher energy show. How do you do that? Graphics are really powerful. If you have high energy graphics, that can speak up for you. Okay. So if you're a higher energy person like I am, then keeping your show a little more minimalistic, right? To create that balance. I think is really important. No, I don't think you need a high charismatic personality. I think that high charismatic personalities like mine, we've been told our whole lives how talented we are and that uh, uh, I, I see like me, and I won't mention any names, I see people like Bale all the time because they're just, it's just like way too much. Like I log in and it's like an old Jim Carrey standup where it's just much. So Tracy is saying you have to be yourself. I agree 100%, but I also believe in being the best version of yourself. So it's really easy to step into, oh, I'm going to eat this tub of ice cream. I'm just going to be myself. I'm going to be authentic to me in my feelings. But the trick is your feelings are not who you are, right? Who you are is a combination of your feelings, your mind, your body, your soul, like all of these things. So you got to be the best version of yourself and being self-aware, knowing that you're a little dry, knowing that you're a little exaggerated. Yeah. You, yeah, exactly. Can help you to create a show that highlights you. And when you build structure around it. You're not reinvent show. You just follow the structure every time. That's a template. That's exactly how Hollywood runs. It's exactly how radio runs. It's exactly how the movies run. All the Avengers movies were the exact same. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's the exact same. They followed a template and they changed the characters up. That's what you have to do with your show is have a template. And we have a template, by the way, if you guys want my template, can I give something away? Yeah, absolutely. Go guys, go get my ROS. In fact, I'm trying to remember the go to owenvideo.com slash ROS. It stands for run of show. I, that's a template that you can use. It's a run of show that is just a, a starting point for make each show like this. And so your prep for the show should be 30 minutes, an hour. And then the show itself is an hour. It's two hours a week on a live stream show, usually like one customer a month even, which is really low, but one customer a month, like boom, you've paid for the show. Think about that as you guys are making your shows.
Yeah, that's actually uh, that's a very good transition to another thing that I wanted to discuss. So you mentioned how lawyers could be disruptive <laughs> to your attempts to power up your business with with live video and live marketing strategy. But there is also another problem that a lot of smaller companies will be facing, and that's budget, right? So yeah. a lot of people will uh, have this great idea. A lot of marketers and social media strategists will come to their company and say, hey, I have this great idea. I, I believe in video marketing. I think I can do it. But then, of course, you still have to have some kind of funding in order to make that happen. What would be your recommendation for people who don't necessarily have the biggest budget on earth, how to get started and make it effective on budget? Oh man, there's so much to say about budget. You guys got to check out my videos on my YouTube channel about brand deals and charging because getting a customer is a lot like getting a brand deal for a YouTuber or channel sponsorship. But we talk a lot about pricing and pricing structure. So a couple different things I want to say about that. Number one is that you need to not be afraid of the budget conversation, right? I would never say budget, okay? Never say budget. Just say, okay, look, we can make this happen for you at 500 a month, but we can also make something amazing at 5,000 a month. What I need you to think about is like what what budget you really feel comfortable with or what level of investment you feel really comfortable with and give them time to think about it, right? Because if they come at you and they're like 500 a month, okay? So what you got to do is give them a, a $500 a month proposal. And, and what that looks like is it could be something like, okay, for 30 minutes every Monday, you can call into my show. I will interview you. And I'll interview you for a half an hour and you can show your products and you can do whatever you want to do. I will prepare five questions for you and I will set up the live for you. And that's a $500 price. $125 an episode is what you're getting. Four weeks a month and you don't work the fifth week of the month. Okay. You got to be, be really clear. Now, uh, $500 is really low. So if you could do two grand a month, now you're in a place where you're like, great. Like we'll create a show for you where I'll go live. And you can interview them or you can just interview other guests and you build in sponsor segments into the show where they, you make a commercial for them. It just takes a little bit more money, right? And by the way, I often charge like a setup fee and then a per show fee. So it's, it's going to be five grand to start the show. And then it's going to be 500 bucks an episode. Or we do 24 episodes, whatever the case might be. But you set up the show, like you make your graphics. We have a product on our website called Video Branding Elements. And what Video Branding Elements are, like, we'll make you custom overlays for Restream with your colors and your logo. And they all match. And we do things that you've probably never seen before, too. So there's some value there. You got to get all that stuff made now and build a show for them. And even go get, like, I have a, a, a what's called an X keys. So I can press a button and play sound effects. And Sean Porter was saying, I cuss too much in real life. Dude, make that part of your show. So get a, you don't even need an X keys. You could just program it into your keyboard here. But make it so that every time you say uh, a cuss word, you trigger a beep. Like, what the beep? And you're <laughs> part of your show. Like that's how you build a show around your profanity issue. You know what I mean? Or you can see a therapist. Like there's a couple. There's, you have to weigh it. You have to weigh what's right for you. But my There's point so is, many options. Yeah. With the budget, guys, don't be afraid of the budget question and know that you can create something at every single level. If you could get, again, the $500 is it's just, I don't know that I would take that deal. But the some of you, I think, would. And for some of you, 
four episodes a month at 125, think about this, 125 bucks per show. It takes you an hour to prep and an hour for the show. Let's say it's 30 minutes before the show and then it's a 30 minute show. So it's like two hours. That's what, like 62.50 an hour that you're getting paid, right? That's not a bad it's better than not, not, not a So find the budget out. Just ask them straight up. What do you want to spend on this? I can make anything and then build something around that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, exactly. You can build on that. And once you gain more experience, once you gain more, get more expertise, and once you are able to show the results and some evidence that this is working, it would be very easy to have that conversation moving forward. Speaking of which, another good question is, okay, let's say I did find the budget for my video marketing. I did convince my either my employer or if I'm a, a freelancer contractor offering those services to somebody else, live streaming as a service. If I found that budget, then there will be inevitable question of return on investment. At some point, people will come and say, okay, so we spent those $5,000 a month on the show or those $250, $500 a month for that show. How do you recommend people tracking the results Ooh. of that work? Okay, tough question here. All right, <laughs> so here's my question. Here's my thing for you. Like when a business owner buys a, a um, $600 camera, do they go to Best Buy and say, how much money am I going to make on this camera? Or do they tell Amazon, hey, before checkout, ask an Amazon representative, hey, before I buy this camera, how much can you guarantee I'm going to make on this camera? You're buying the tool and it's up to you to convert, right? So when you buy a show from me, you're buying the show. I'm not doing your show for free and I'm not doing your show to sell your product. I'm doing a show. So the business owner cannot step outside of the ROI. Like your question is, what's my ROI on the show? And it's, I don't know, how hard are you going to sell? How hard are you going to promote the show? How often are you going to come on and explain your product? Are you going to go reply to every comment? Are you going to create an email list to get the show out? Are you going to create a landing page and an offer for the show? Like you're not hiring me to be your salesperson, pal. You're hiring me to create a show for you. And that show is my time, it's my energy and my skills. Now, we'll build conventions into the show, of course. Okay, guys, know that word. Conventions are like in a horror movie, a convention of a horror movie is like lighting from above that makes like the spooky or ominous music is like a convention of a horror movie. It's these things that help us to recognize it's a horror movie. When you're doing a, a sales program, like it, and you're gonna, you're gonna sell their product, are they going to write you the piece? Are they going to get a professional photographer to show the graphics? Like you've got to help them position their product to make sales. Now, this is speaking from like, you're the social media manager, they're the client. Now here's, let me share something with you guys. Here's the thing. When you go to the client and you go, let me ask you something. If you, if a hundred more people a week could see your product, how many do you think would buy it? Oh, yeah, oh that's more people saw my product. 20 would buy, 20 would buy. Then great. Here's what we got to do. We got to do a show that promotes your product in the first minute. And all we have to do is get a hundred people a week to see that. And then based on your marketing and everything you've built, you can expect 20 sales a week, right? Because the business owner said, if 20 people a week saw a hundred people a week saw it, I'd get 20 more customers. So that's probably not going to happen guys. That's probably not going to happen. So when that happens, you have to say, Hey, customer, you guys say, customer, you told me if a hundred people saw it. So obviously you're, you're wrong about your product, 
right? It's not selling itself like you promised me it was, which means I'm going to have to put a lot more energy into this show to sell your product for you. So I, I suggest we move forward doing X, Y, Z, and A, B, and C. And you become an asset to them. You become like their selling machine, right? So I want you guys to avoid this place of, Oh, if you get this many, like if this many people, oh, I'll promise you this ROI or that are when they say, what's the ROI on live stream? We say, let me ask you something. If a hundred people a week heard a pitch for your product, how many of them would buy? 20 of them would buy, but that's your ROI. All we got to do is get a hundred people to see this thing a week and 20 people will buy. And if they don't, then we need to back up, look at your website, look at your messaging, look at your graphics and see what do we need to do to get that number up. And, and yeah. it, it, it marries you to them in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely, it's a collaborative process, whether you're part of the company that is doing life you do for yourself or your own product, or you're working with someone else. It is definitely, it's, it's a mutually beneficial thing, right? Like you as a show host is doing the job of exposure, of, of reaching people, of delivering the message, and they have to deliver the product. So that's definitely, definitely that very. That being said, you should track sales. And I recommend yeah. that all of you, you use a link that's unique to you. And if you can position yourself to get commission on the link. So you're getting yeah. paid for the show and you're getting paid for any products that sell. It's hard to do with a consultant, a C or like a, an attorney firm, but certainly like mm -hmm. you have your own landing page. It's like, Hey, if you want to talk to an attorney today, then use this link and it's your link. And so you can track it. I've done work for SaaS companies before where in the beginning it was like, we don't know. We don't know what the ROI is going to be, but after we've done so many shows, you start to get in our, oh, seven people downloaded the app today. Okay, great. Let's see how many do it next week doing the same thing, right? Another seven or nine. And then the next week it was 11. So it's, I, I wouldn't even call it growing. It, it's, it's right around that 10 mark. You know what I mean? So now you're in a place where you go, okay, let's see if we can do like a big thing and get this number up to 20. And that's how you build a show. Because when we showed that SaaS company that we had 41 activations from one episode, that led to another 12-month contract. And 12-month contracts, that's when you're free to create. That's when you're free to like really let go and just do the show you want to do without having to worry, are they going to cut my deal tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would like to take this question from Luke, actually, as we're wrapping up um, the episode, because I think it's very interesting and very much in line with what you, we were talking about offering services, uh, streaming as a service. So when you use platforms like Restream commercially, how do you deal with customer questions around Wi-Fi connectivity? So it's a very good question because, of course, you as a host, you do have your tech in check, right? Like you, your things are working. But then when it comes to inviting those experts, inviting mem members of, the, of your client's community, or maybe speakers from the brand and the product, you inevitably have to deal with, it is what it is. It, it is what they have. So how do you approach this? Blame the viewer. And I mean that, that look, okay, you're going to have tech problems, but I firmly believe that unless you scientifically know for a fact, it's you then you have to put it back on them. But you have to go with what, so I'm looking at Restream right now and I see perfect connectivity. So when somebody's like, hey, it's getting shaky image here, it's blurring. And I go, well, hey, I'm sorry to hear that, Bill. It's looking really good on our end here. So maybe check your internet connection and let us know how that goes. Okay, moving on, next question. And you just keep going. You don't know that they're in a subway. Come on, peoples is peoples, right? Like they could be on a subway next to a microwave holding tinfoil next to their iPhone being like, I'm not getting a perfect signal. You know what I mean? That's not your problem. You have to go on with the show because for every one person that says it's blurry, two more are saying it's fine to me. So don't get caught up in tech issues and don't bring attention to them. Again, if it's a horrible show 
It's I can't hear you, can't see you, and it's every comment everywhere. Cut the show and get out of there. Don't try to explain it. Don't wait for it to figure itself out. Cut the show. Don't say anything. Don't be like, okay, we're going to cut the show. Just get off the air, okay? And find out what the problem was before you restream. Now, that's in an extreme case. But like in the case of there's an issue and you know it, and it's okay, I got a little bit of a tech issue here. I think my kids are on Netflix. Let me get my kids off Netflix and, and then we'll restart the show. Just be really quick and cool about it. One of my newest coaches, she's wonderful, by the way. My coaches are amazing. So when you join the video marketing school, you don't just get me, you get my coaches as well. And she teaches Instagram. So she was teaching Instagram stories and there was a tech issue. And oh my gosh, I'm in the next room. And because I, I was like, I don't want to be there. I, I just want like you guys to feel free to do what you do. But I'm listening to the whole thing. And it's she spent 10 minutes talking about the problem. I, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? What about now? And I was like, I walked into the room and I was like, cut the stream now. Don't start talking about the tech issues. It takes all the attention off the content and puts it into some monster that you cannot control. So control what you can control. And then just glaze like it, like skipping a stone on a river, like just glaze over. Oh, don't know. Maybe it's uh, your thing. Let me know when you're off the subway, turn your microwave off or something like that. Okay. Next question. And just keep moving. Yeah, absolutely. Gary here is sharing his um, experience with uh, piano lessons and just uh, sharing his uh, hobby of, of piano musician and streaming that. Um, he's mentioning, I seem, I seem to notice that the span of attention of people is really low. So 15 minutes is about what you get to have the attention. Um, I just wanted to comment on that uh, real quick because remember that when you're live streaming, uh, unlike when you create a YouTube video, uh, people experience your live stream like they would experience radio programming. They, they come and go. So not everyone is going to watch it from first minute to, this, to the last. So just make sure that you have your flow, you have your structure, those templates that Owen was mentioning earlier, but you also need to be ready for people to jump in at any moment and jump off at any moment. And that's okay. That's the beauty of live streaming. That's what this experience is all about. So definitely don't worry about the intention span. Like it is low. We're all busy and it's difficult to captivate and capture. It's also, it's also that's Facebook live. Live is the mall. So people go to the mall for a thousand different reasons. They go to get a pretzel. They go to look for shoes. When they find their shoes, they leave. Or when they find that their shoes aren't there, they leave. And that's Facebook live. Like they went to go look at grandbaby pictures. But then they saw your live show. But then it's like, okay, yeah, I'm done. YouTube is different. YouTube is like, I'm sitting on the couch to find a program to watch. And when Gary, I love that you're doing piano covers. First of all, that's challenging because that's a copyright thing. So I would look at adding original content in there as well. And maybe you're doing karaoke. If the audience isn't involved, why would they stay around? Like live video is an engagement process. Do, uh, if you're not already, maybe you're already doing it do a karaoke thing or a request thing. So maybe you don't play the whole cover. Maybe you play like a verse in the chorus <clears throat> and then you take requests from the audience. Here's the thing. When you notice, and so much to say, Gary, never monetize later. Monetize now because it's going to take you a year to figure it out. It's monetize now. And, and you can do that on YouTube easily with Super Chat. So you could say, look, hey, make a donation or you, you say donate to me. Or you could say, make a request for a dollar. And I'll play any request can, for $1. Connect your Patreon. There's so many ways to let your community know how they can support you. Yeah, definitely don't, don't put aside. So just, yep, yeah. yeah. Uh, and just, go ahead. Uh, go, go ahead. I talk so much. There's just so much I have to say because I love this industry. But monetize yeah. now, involve the audience, and use their log off times. Use your average view duration as a benchmark for improvement.
Just last couple of seconds of the show, I just want to make sure we acknowledge Sean's uh, question because it's a really good one. Do you do, just very briefly, do you do free consultations for people who are reaching out to you and saying, hey, we're interested in starting this live show, but we want to understand what you're all about and what we are trying to do to get on the same page? Do you recommend free consultations? Okay, guys, never do free consultations, <laughs> okay? Like, I, I can't be more emphatic about free consultations are the biggest lie of business. Now, pre-COVID, maybe that made sense, but now you have to be paid for every moment of your day. So here's what a free consultation is. It's where you go tell them what to do and then they hire their nephew to do it for free. I've had people hire me for consultations and then have their nephew do it for free. And that's okay because they paid me for the consultation. No, yeah. like here's the thing. You guys got to master the art of not giving them strategy over the phone. You just got to master the art of keeping your mouth shut. You, so you can make me a live show and give me ROI. Yep. How do you do that? I'm really glad you asked. And for just $500, we can have a conversation about how to do that. Yep. Yeah. Was, was actionable items and, and specific steps. So I think to also like to add on to what Sean um, was asking and what you were saying, Owen, is I think you just need to maybe remove that concept of free of consultation and make it something that's more valuable because it's difficult to convince brand and people um in general to pay for consultation but it's much more easy to convince people to pay for a uh, very brief express strategy with actionable wow. items and specific steps a strategy plan look what my consultations and i by the way this is in the video marketing school it's called the perfect proposal and what that is like your consultation is a delivery so when we do a consultation, there's actually three parts to it. So it's not just one and done meeting, right? A consultation is first, they have to fill out a form. And then once they fill out the form, what I do is I, I take their information in that form and I plug it into a pre-made like strategy plan, right? And remember, a strategy plan can always be revised and massaged to fit their individual needs. But you give them a starting point of negotiation. And you so first, they give the form. And then I, I get that proposal and I run through it with them and I do a follow-up call, just a 10 minute call. And I go, Hey, we got a consult next week. I'm really excited about it, but I just wanted to like go through. So you're really doing this thing right now, right on YouTube. Oh yeah. Yeah. We really, so what do you like best about it? Like you get them talking about positive things. You get positive emotions flowing. You go, okay, great. Hey, look, thank I just wanted to get some clarity and just prepare you for the meeting. What I'm going to do is I'm going to prepare a very custom plan for you that creates a show that will do the thing you just told me and the other thing that you just told me. So I'm really glad that you said those things because that's exactly what we do. And what our call is tomorrow afternoon. So I'll see you then. So now they come into the call, having already done a form from you, having done a quick, wow, customer service call. And now you're going to show them a plan that you, that they already paid for. So you're able to just give them your PowerPoint and be like, boom, there you go. And the last page of the PowerPoint is of course, how much would it cost? for you to, for me to do it for you. But then there's, think about this too. What if you were just the man behind the curtains or the woman behind the curtain? Like, what if you were like, look, I can help you put this show together for freaking cheap using your own people, your nephews, your cousins, your staff. And my fee is $500 a month for, for consulting. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so many options. It's not just one thing, right? Like always have a backup, always have a down sell that you could bring them yeah. to.
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so very much for talking with us today. It was such a pleasure, such an engaging and high energy stream. I am so happy you were part of this today. And thank you everybody for asking questions. Uh, just one more time, real quick, how you can connect. You know how to connect with us. Of course, you can reach out to, you can find us at restream.io. And at any moment, you can talk to our chat uh, support representatives if you have any questions. And if you want to connect with Owen, you can find him as Owen Video on YouTube. It's a great channel. Highly recommend subbing to that. And also at the video market, marketingschool.com for much more in-depth, much more detailed, step-by-step -step actionable items on how to get started with your live video marketing strategy and why you need this and how to make it easy for you. Thank you again for every, all the questions. Great questions today. Absolutely amazing in level of engagement. Thank you so much for asking this insightful things that really mattered, helping us drive this conversation. We did quite uh, a little bit of a reveal party, but Owen is going to start a live show. Stream it like a minute, just, just like we were sharing with you earlier, getting your impressions and your thoughts on the name. Uh, you can catch him on Mondays in the afternoon. And I definitely, I, I will look forward to um, seeing you next Friday with the next Friday Live episode. Thank you, everybody, and have a wonderful rest of your week and beautiful weekend. Cheers.